coming to you from our new home at DynastyLeagueFootball.com and a DLF family of podcasts, we are the Superflex Super Show. We talk QB values, Superflex strategies, evaluate and debate Superflex trades, plus our own twist on Superflex team management with exercises like Tinderflex, Super 6, and You Are Nuts. So when you're done with this awesome DLF podcast, find us on Twitter at Superflex Show and join us in the discussion of the fastest growing format in all of fantasy football, Superflex, on the Superflex Super Show. You're listening to the DLF Dynasty Podcast, where there is no off-season. Welcome to another edition of the DLF Dynasty Podcast. I'm Dan Myler. With me, Matt Price and Ryan McDowell, fellas. Last week, we had a lot of fun with the landmines and gold mines episode. We thought we'd flip that over to a super flex look at things, but before we do that... Let's talk to Matt. Matt, how's it going, bud? Going well. Uh, it's SFB week, so uh, you know we get to yeah. draft. There's big stuff going on. Uh, Twitter is all uh, uh, all afoot. Everybody's talking about it. Uh, it's a it's a fun week, man. Uh, so everything's good here. Yeah, I know not everybody, but lots of us are off work uh, the day that that SFB kicks off because it's coming out of the holiday weekend. So we're all watching it very, very closely. Hopefully everybody's drafts are going quickly in Scott Fishbowl. We're having a lot of fun with it for sure. Ryan, I know you're one of them uh, that's drafting today and throughout the week in SFB. How's it going, pal? Yeah, going really well. It's, it's just so fun. You know, I, I know SFB is, is limited to, you know, to a certain group or a certain number, but it's kind of the unofficial kickoff to redraft season. And of course we don't talk much redraft here on this podcast, but if nothing else, it's just another sign that football is close. Yeah. It's getting a little bit closer and you know, it is limited, but you and you're part of it, Ryan selecting or maybe not selecting, but at least sending out the invites to the people that are going uh, into SFB, but there's so many satellites now, and people are already signing up for next year's uh, Scott Fishbowl and stuff like that. So if you want in, go to get it, get on to scottfishbowl.com and and get your place because it is a lot of fun, and like you said, it is the kickoff to fantasy football season each summer. But let's get to these landmines and gold mines, Ryan. We uh, we did it last year, as I said. The landmines are the players that you think are going to take that next step and and you know become a more valuable asset to our dynasty team. Uh, uh, or excuse me, the landmines are actually the guys that that could blow up in our face and become uh, become a problem for us. And then the gold mines are the guys that are going to gain value. Uh, last week we started off with Matt. This week we'll start off with Ryan. We're going to go round by round. Superflex ADP, the most recent on DLF. Guys like Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, and Lamar Jackson. Those kind of are the names that kick off round one. I don't, I don't guess Ryan that you're going to go that high in this ADP when you're when you're looking for your gold mine, are you? 
I tried not to take the chalk approach here. Sure. Um, I know thinking back to last week's episode, there was certainly a pattern with my gold mines. We did six rounds. I chose six wide receivers. Uh, I think there's going to be a similar type of pattern here today, maybe with a different position. Uh, I went with Lamar Jackson here. He is the quarterback for still just 24 years of age. Um, and, and, you know, I, I would still rather have Patrick Mahomes. Lamar Jackson is my QB too. So a, a little bit of this is just the value that I, I think uh, that, that Jackson offers at this point. You know, the, certainly the passing is still an overall question for Lamar Jackson, both both the, the, the accuracy and just the passing volume that um, he's going to have the chance to uh, to rack up in, in this coming season and, and beyond. But they're obviously making strides to improve that offense, and uh, and he's always going to have the, the rushing upside as well. So I went with Lamar as my goldmine. Yeah, there's a few options among these quarterbacks, Matt. Did you go with a QB? I did. I actually picked with Lamar Jackson as well. Like just like Ryan, he's okay. my quarterback too. Uh, all the things that Ryan said is, you know, it's not going to match up every year where his passing is is super efficient and he has a high t- touchdown rate like he did in 2019, right? Um, but when in the years when he when that does hit, when he does hit with those passing and he has the the rushing to go along with it, that's when you're going to see that him just really outpace the field. You, you might even be able to include. Uh, Mahomes in that you know Mahomes is obviously number one with a bullet because of that combination of safety and upside uh, but Lamar Jackson is right there in terms of ceiling so he's a uh, he's the gold mine of this group for me well to keep it from being chalk for you Ryan <laughs> because you said you weren't going to go chalk I'll stay off of Lamar Jackson I actually went with a guy right ahead of him in ADP took Kyler Murray personally I have him at number two in my quarterback rankings, slightly above Lamar. Comes in at three overall in our ADP. I love the weapons. I love the offense that he plays in. He's one of them rushing quarterbacks as well. And if you're not going to get Patrick Mahomes, it feels to me like Kyler Murray is uh, is a really nice second prize at the top of your draft. Unfortunately, fellas, we do have to talk about the landmines, though. Uh, So, Matt, who's the guy for you in round one that you feel – could blow up in dynasty managers faces yeah some of this is going to seem like a repeat from last week to be honest with you because again dalvin cook just sticks out like a sore thumb to me there's no way i would take uh probably any running back in the first round of a super flex draft outside of christian mccaffrey and it certainly wouldn't be cook if i was going to do it uh so he's the, the clear landmine for for me for all the reasons we talked about last week ryan how about you yeah, I tried not to repeat any of my answers last week, even if they, even if they were still <laughs> applicable. Uh, instead, I just stole Matt's answer because I, I also went with Dalvin Cook, uh, um, and, and I know I said last week after after Matt made his case with with Cook in the first round of the one quarterback ADP that that I agreed with him, and, and Cook was probably the right answer for that. I think I chose Devonte Adams instead. Uh, but here in the super flex format, it, it, it's even honestly, I think it's just even a worse pick yeah. uh, because of the value of the quarterback. I agree with Matt again. Uh, I'm almost definitely taking a quarterback in that first round. And if I if I am going running back, it's it's McCaffrey or, or maybe Taylor or, or even Barkley, but but not Cook, who, I, you know, I just worry about uh, how much value he has left. So uh, I, I went with Dalvin Cook as landmine here. Yeah, I would have gone with Cook had I not done that last week. I tried to stay off of the same names as well. 
Uh, I actually went to the last guy in the most recent ADP. It's Russell Wilson. He's one of the older quarterbacks uh, listed towards the top of ADP. And it's not really only that reason. It's that when you when you move down the list of yeah. these quarterbacks, there's just so many more that I would take over Russell Wilson at this point in his career. And that's I really don't want it to sound like, oh, Russell Wilson's going to go in the bag and, and, and all of a sudden dynasty managers aren't going to like him. Uh, or he's not going to score enough points for any of us. It's more that I think guys are going to jump him relatively quickly, right? There's there's Joe Burrow, who's right below him at the top of round two. And then we get into the young guys like Trey Lance and Justin Fields, all guys that, that I would rather have. Even, even when you get deeper and deeper into round three, there's a conversation, at least for me, with guys like um, uh, Jalen Hurts, who's a young young. Uh, quarterback and a guy that you're getting two full rounds later. So again, I don't hate Russell Wilson. I just don't like really taking him in round one. Let's jump into round two, Matt, because we got to, we go to the positive first, of course, and we need to talk some gold mines in here. There's a couple of options for sure. Who are you going to go with? Yeah, at Goldmine, I'm going to take the only quarterback in the round. It's it's kind of odd that there's only one quarterback in this round. That's Joe Burrow and you know, you scale you, sc- you scroll through the the second round AP, you get to the third round and like, "Oh, okay, there's more quarterbacks once you get down there." So, it kind of makes sense that there's almost like this big tier drop after Burrow. Uh, but that said, even though he is the first pick in this round, I think I think I would rather have him personally than Russell Wilson for sure, and I think there's an argument to be had of putting him over Trevor Lawrence to be honest with you. He's in that offense that's going to be have a terrible defense surrounding it right he's got all of those weapons he's going to throw the ball a million times uh so he see he sticks out to me in this group maybe it's just because he's the only uh a quarterback in the range um i did i did originally pick just to throw another one out there real quick i did pick cam Akers originally because there's i would rather have him than my uh my my uh, landmine for this round which we'll talk about uh, and a couple of the other running backs that went before him so uh cam Akers was the original thought but just because of the massive drop i think from burrow to the next group uh, i think it has to be him for me matt you need to uh you need to come up with a game to play at the end of this podcast. i have one i think I have it, one. it might it might be a short episode i also went with joe burrow uh, <laughs> oh my goodness like you said matt the only quarterback in this round so uh an obvious tear break here according to my you know my own rankings there would not be a tear break there's not a a, a big gap between Burrow and, and the next quarterbacks. But according to ADP, there is. So based on that, I would say Burrow is the is the goldmine here. I, too, would rather have him over Russell Wilson. And I, I would, if I've got that late first rounder, I'm okay taking Burrow in the first round. Yep. Um, not, even, not even waiting to the second. I did not go with Burrow. He would have been my second choice. I, I actually did take Cam Akers, nice. Matt, because of the, the value that he presents. He comes in at 22, running back eight in our ADP, and there's there's a couple running backs in front of him, guys, earlier in this round, like Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry, who I prefer Akers, honestly, out of those three guys. I think he should be four or five spots higher. Uh, obviously love the offense and love love what he's expected to do. It's really weird, Ryan and Matt. We, we talked, I think, on the podcast a couple times very early in the offseason about how Cam Akers was perhaps the – the hardest player to to go get out in the in the community there there it's 
everybody loved him so much, and it seems like that has slipped slightly. He hasn't really jumped into that next tier as I expected. I'd really expect him to clo- to be closer to Elvin Kamara, who is at 14 overall in the RB5. We're getting him at RB8 prices and 22 overall. That feels like a value to me, so I'll, I'll add him as my gold mine in round two. Ryan, how about a landmine within these 12 players? Who's the guy you're trying to avoid? Yeah, I was hoping you would start with me. I, I went with Derrick Henry. <laughs> uh, Derrick Henry. I did, I did not say Derrick Henry last week. I think Matt did, though. Um, and, and it's really for all the reasons we've talked about you know, so often on here. Just uh, primarily his age, uh, looking not only at some of the running backs being drafted behind him, like Cam Akers, uh, but specifically, some of the uh, some of the younger quarterbacks, uh, even even the wide receivers being drafted behind Derrick Henry, that I would rather have. I mean, here we've got him coming off the board as the RB seven, middle of the second round. He's more like a fourth or fifth rounder for me in this format at best. So I think he's being way over overdrafted and overvalued. Yeah, you'll be surprised. I, I I did I did copy myself from last last uh, week. I, I just couldn't get away from it. I think there are only two players in this round you could argue don't belong in this round, and Henry is one of them. The other one I would say is Stephon Diggs, but that's for some other reasons. I think he's he's far behind Henry in that regard, though. So uh, Henry, for all the reasons we talked about, twenty seven year old running back. Uh, it just you taking him in the second round of a startup dictates the rest of your draft. Uh, and if he has one injury or one unproductive year, his value is it's gone. It's, it's shot. That's too big of a risk to take in the second round. I completely agree. For the first time, I'm not going to veer off the path that you guys <laughs> set us forth on. Uh, I went with Derrick Henry as well for all those same reasons. So that gets us through the top 24 players, according to DLF ADP. That was you know, that was the easiest choice for me, guys, the Derrick Henry selection in round two. You know, maybe, Matt, there there's other names worth considering, but it seems like Henry's in a different tier when it comes to guys at the end of their run of being elite players. Yeah, like I said, the only other player that I would even consider like removing from this round is is really a Stephon Diggs, just because he he just he, he kind of sticks out amongst the other receivers in the round. Uh, and to be honest, I'd rather have uh, you know Devonte Adams ahead of him. I'd rather have some of these guys that we're going to talk about in the third round ahead of him as well. I understand why he's there, uh, but he he doesn't really fit with the other players in this round, in my opinion. Sure. Let's jump over to round three. This is full of a really solid mix of young players and veterans as well. Matt, if you had to pick your your gold mine here, the guy you're going to build around, who would it be in round three? It's Trey Lance. Uh, and it, you know, this is one that I, I think he's a, a mid to late second round pick, honestly, in a super flex league. I'd rather have him from over over everybody pretty much from Henry down um, in, a, in a startup format like this with them you know we might have to wait a week or two I don't know I don't think we're going to have to wait a full season I know we've been hearing some of that lately that Garoppolo might be good again and play the whole season I just I, I kind of find that hard to believe so again uh, <laughs> again right uh, so you know and, and if I have to wait you know what whatever I'll I'll productive struggle year one and I'll be totally fine taking a high high player next year and, and having Lance for my you know you know the start of my dynasty so uh, just in terms of where he's going compared to the players around him and where the players that are above him I think he sticks out for me as the gold mine I have a feeling Ryan that this is going to be a clean <laughs> oh, no. sweep 
Well, th- this, I mean, this round is stacked. It's so uh, good. This round is so I, good. I think I would, if this were, were an option or were easily uh, doable in a startup draft, I would just push my first and second rounders back, pick up a couple of extra third rounders and be pretty happy because yeah. uh, we, we do have Trey Lance, who you talked about. Uh, also, Justin Fields is in this round. And then if for whatever reason you, you want to go away from the quarterback position, Najee Harris, Antonio Gibson, C.D. Lamb, all in this round as well. So it's it's just a stacked third round. I think we uh, I think we talked about the third round as, as being pretty loaded last week as well. Uh, I, I did go with Lance, but also I also put Fields down. They've been so closely associated this entire uh, offseason, really, as as being uh, kind of a, a toss up as the quarterback two and three in the class. Uh, I do prefer Lance, but uh, getting Justin Fields would would certainly be a good thing as well. And I'm with you. I don't think we have to wait long to see either one of these guys on the field and, and making a difference. I would love to get them as my quarterback too in, in a super flex draft. Yeah, and I'm I'm on the on the side of the fence that Lance could go as high as like the last pick in the first round. Yeah. Even. As far as I'm concerned, he is the 1A to Trevor Lawrence, and Lawrence is all the way up at 10 overall, QB7. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Trey Lance, after a few weeks of the NFL schedule or maybe even into the preseason, if he jumps way, way higher and, and cuts his ADP in half. He, I'll make it a clean, clean sweep. It's Trey Lance, and it's by quite a ways. I, 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 I like him significantly more than Justin Fields, and that's not a knock on Fields. I just think Lance is closer – to uh to trevor lawrence than he is to fields so uh great value at 27 overall in qb12 in my opinion yeah i'm with you dan when you're talking about that first round um i want to move dalvin cook out of the first round i want to move russell wilson out of the first round and and you know probably probably saquon barkley as well and i'm putting burrow fields and lance all in round one i think they're all first round startup picks um and and i just the the landscape of that superflex uh, dynasty space right now. You've got to take a quarterback in the first round. You have to, and and luckily there's plenty of options. Twelve quarterbacks yeah. round one, all twelve picks. Oh my gosh, it's not that far away. It's not. Man. We're at eight. It, we're at eight, and we it, it could grow really quickly. <laughs> well, I mean, I w- honestly, I think it's I think it's eleven. It's eleven in think- McCaffrey. Yeah, and if yeah, you want to take yeah. Wilson over McCaffrey, I, I think that's fine. Like Wilson has more Wilson has more quality years left than McCaffrey easily. It certainly seems that way. So the, so round three is full of studs, full of guys that we want on our roster. We're trading trading our early picks to get third round picks, so we can stack up in the middle rounds as well. There's got to be a landmine in here, though, Ryan. Who? Of these 12 players in round three, according to DLF, Superflex ADP, are you avoiding? There weren't many. There uh, weren't many landmine options. I, I definitely considered uh, Aaron Rodgers, and I won't say too much about him in, in case one of you Packers homers uh, went with Rodgers, but uh, obviously the age and, and a little bit of uncertainty about his future have to be a little concerning. I can't believe he's going above Trey Lance, but the the guy I chose was, uh, was Travis Kelsey. Um, and I think I mentioned Kelsey last week as well. So I, I did copy a little bit, but again, he's tight in one in this ADP 
we've already decided that we disagree with that that data. Our rankings would look different. I want Kyle Pitts above him um, and, and probably want George Kittle above him as well. So I just don't think Kelsey belongs in this round. Completely agree with that. Matt, did you go with Kelsey? I didn't. Uh, and I talked about Kittle last week as a landmine, I think, again, just because I think Pitt should be ahead of him. Um, but, no, I went with I went with Jalen Hurts. And this is kind of like – this one's kind of like one of those landmines in an in a old war movie where the guy steps on it and there's a pause and you don't know if it's okay and it, or, or if you're about to explode on you, right? Uh, so that's kind of how I feel about Hurts. Like, I, I, I absolutely see him working out uh, as a running quarterback that's going to provide us lots of fantasy points with his legs and you know maybe as improved as a passer uh what we did see in, in the short little span there at the end of the season was pretty good as a passer but i don't know i just have this kind of this feeling and the bad feeling about him a little bit just based on the offense uh that they've put around him right now i'm not as confident in devonta smith's success as others jalen rager still has a lot to prove miles sanders as much as i love him you know probably has a little bit to prove so uh i think i could see him struggling and i, I just think he's like at an inflection point if he does well he's going to be a top 10 dynasty quarterback and probably in the first round of super flex leagues and if it doesn't work out then he might not have a job next year so that's why i went with hurts we're all going to have different answers on this one for the first time. I did go with Aaron Rodgers, mainly because of what you said there, Ryan. His, his name is listed before Trey Lance. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Even Jalen Hurts, I don't see that. A th- soon-to-be 38-year-old quarterback, and I know all the MVP talk, and you know, if, if you're dialed into to Green Bay media, it seems like there aren't a lot of options for him. If he's going to play football, he's going to have to play for the Packers. So it's likely he's back, at least in my opinion. That doesn't matter. I'm not investing a top 26 pick. He's 26 overall in a 38-year-old quarterback. I, I don't care if he plays as long as Tom Brady has played. It's just not a good way to use a draft pick in a startup. I love Aaron Rodgers and won him on my teams, but if I'm in a startup and considering him over a guy like Trey Lance, somebody uh, somebody knock, knock some sense into me. Holy cow. <laughs> uh, how about round four? We got, we got some more uh, fine options for sure for uh, gold mines. Matt, is there a name that sticks out more than any other? In round four for goldmine i guess this could technically be a landmine too it's it's kind of a little bit in the same vein as jalen hurts and that's deshaun watson a, a quarterback 14 like that's it seems like a place i'm willing to pull the trigger there now in an actual startup draft depending on how my team structure has been built the first three rounds i might not want that kind of risk on my team uh but you know i i'm in the camp that i'm, I'm just assuming that he's not going to play at all in 2020 and i think he'll be back in 2021 and i don't think that's necessarily that far out of the the range range of possibilities so uh at qb 14 when previously he's been the quarterback two as high as the quarterback two overall i just feel like that's an opportunity to make a lot of money uh if uh if, if it works out for him legally and and at, at this point in the middle of the fourth round i think it's a risk I'm, I'm willing to take for the potential payoff i like it ryan before you get to your gold mine what are your thoughts on watson did he qualify for you as as somebody you'd think about taking as your gold mine or is he closer to a landmine for you it's wild that he was in consideration for both uh, ultimately <laughs> yeah. ultimately i didn't uh, i didn't list him at either spot um, I, I just i can't decide what i think of that situation um, i still like the idea of buying low uh, but i i trust uh, my buddy drew davenport who is a 
who is a lawyer and uh, works for football guys as well. And he's been tweeting a lot about this situation. Right now, there's still a lot of unknown, but uh, based on Drew's professional opinion, uh, does does not look good, certainly for 2021 and maybe even uh, maybe even beyond, which is a little scary from a fantasy football perspective. And, and then obviously when you consider, I guess, the, the real world, um, there's going to be plenty of dynasty players and fantasy players who just don't want that guy on their roster. And, and I, I definitely understand that as well. Um, you know, for me, Ryan, I, I – I love it that Matt listed him as a gold mine. Yeah. I love it that there's dynasty managers out there willing to kind of stick their neck out a little bit to try to grab value when, when an opportunity comes up. So that sounds great, Matt, <laughs> but the amount of the amount of risk that you're putting into that and, and the, I don't know, maybe unlikelihood for you, especially because of the way you build your teams usually to win uh, immediately the unlikelihood that you'd have the right kind of roster through three rounds to grab Deshaun Watson, that that's a little head-scratching for me. I mean, let's say I end up with, like, like a really young team. Like, I, I end up with, like, Lawrence and then Lance or something like that in the first couple of rounds. Uh, and what I throw whatever other – maybe Pitts in the third round, something like that. Uh, in that case, like, I, I can wait. And if I can come out of my startup with three top – potential top five quarterbacks going forward like that that seems like it's worth the risk to me uh if my team was to be built that way i'm not saying that it would be i'm not sure that it would uh but you know i can see a scenario where i would want to take him there uh and maybe even if i did have a competing team maybe i'm, I'm confident enough in my ability the rest of the draft to to suck up one fourth round pick uh and 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 have that quarterback for the the following year you know it, it, if it was in the third round i would say no way there's too many good players there but you know if we're talking about the guys that in, in this particular round I, I i mean i don't i don't know other than pits like I, I feel like the rest pits and maybe chase. I feel like the rest of the players in this, it's worth, it would be worth the risk to me um, to get that kind of player. Hmm. I like it. As I said, that's that it's good that there are dynasty managers that are willing <laughs> to do it. I'm personally not one of them. I I'm, I'm staying away where, where I have the opportunity to. Well, I, I think it's just a, it's a case of it's a lot easier to buy low in an existing league than it is to take the discount in a startup draft. True. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, the, the trade value is is, is going to be a lot lower than what we're seeing in this ADP, I think. Um, yeah, we're not, we're not seeing any Deshaun Watson for Kyle Pitts trades right now. Oh, no. In, no, no, no. In no. leagues. <laughs> no, or, I mean, or Zeke, or, or honestly, even Stafford. I mean, if you offered, right. if you offered uh, Watson for Stafford right now in a super flex league, that would, I think that would get rejected. It's unlikely. In, in most situations, yeah. Right. Um, uh what what about your pick for a gold mine though, Ryan? Who'd you go with? There there were some good choices. Uh, Watson again was was one of them. We talked about Pitts. Uh, Jamar Chase is here. I went a little a, a little left of what I would normally say. I think and went with Tua Tungavaloa here. Uh, that that young quarterback. We're seeing him at quarterback sixteen. Uh, certainly some questions coming off of his rookie season, but uh, honestly, I mean. It, even late into the uh, into the offseason, we didn't know if this guy would even play as a rookie because of that hip injury. Um, it, they've they've added some weapons, namely Jalen Waddle, to that offense. I trust the coaching staff. Uh, I think I think Tua is in for a big value boost and like the like the value that he's offering here in the late fourth. Agree. 
Oh my goodness. I thought I'd be on an island. You were not. Picking Tua here as as my gold mine and here I am following up Ryan McDowell who who I've heard you throw a little shade on Tua from time to time. Just a little from a little time bit. to time. Uh I'm I'm totally on board with it. When you consider all the other young uh, quarterbacks with that kind of upside going so much higher and to get him at quarterback 16 all the way down at the end of round four that feels like a massive bargain the quarterbacks surrounding him are Matthew Stafford and Baker Mayfield uh, also Tannehill and Watson on either side but man that that feels like such a value for considering the youth and I it has to be the injury that you're kind of clinging to because there were negatives that happened throughout last season. There were certainly positives as well, but part at, at there were times during the season where he was simply benched when he started the games. And, and that is, that's not usually something dynasty managers will look past. Usually that's a huge negative, a red flag, and that'll drive his ADP down. I guess it has to some extent, but there's certainly enough of us that are still on that bandwagon seeing to a, as a potential top five, top six type quarterback in Superflex, and to get him down at quarterback sixteen when he's still so young seems like a potential gold mine for me. Yeah, I also heard um, I heard Evan Silva make this point on one of his podcasts in, in relation to Tua that that offense last year was was basically catered to Ryan Fitzpatrick. It was it was Fitzpatrick they thought that would start the entire season and the offense that you build for Fitzpatrick and the offense you build for Tua are very different. So it, it simply wasn't that, that perfect fit that you would hope it would be this season. I hadn't heard that point from Evan and I guess that could be true. I watched every game that the dolphins played last year though, and watched how they handled Tua. he came in after the bye. It seemed like a planned situation, like mm-hmm. what they expected to do. Most likely, they even announced it very early in the, you know, before the actual buy. So I, I kind of felt like Tua was the plan for Tua was to come in after that buy, become the starter, and take over from that point on, no matter where they were in the season. Because Fitzpatrick had them winning football games; they were certainly yeah. part of the playoff race. Uh, if that was the case, if 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 they were. They weren't necessarily planning on uh, sitting down Fitzpatrick, and Tua was just playing so well at that point in the season. It, it it's a surprise to me. That's that's something I hadn't thought of and, and didn't see when I watched the games last year. Um, in round four, there are a few options for potential landmines. Ryan, is there a guy that that is a bigger landmine than others for you? There is. I went for the I went with the player chosen right behind Tua, which is Baker Mayfield. And I chose Tua because I think he has that upside to really gain value, maybe move up uh, as much as two rounds or even more in ADP over the next year. I just don't see that upside with Baker. Uh, You look at his three full seasons, quarterback 16, quarterback 19, quarterback 17. They haven't really uh, made any uh, improvements to the, 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 Pass catching core there in in Cleveland. It's it's still OBJ and Landry, and there's questions about uh, how much longer they're going to be around. Certainly beyond the 21 season, uh, and, and then this is a team that's that's going to win games uh, with Nick Chubb running the ball. So I just don't know if if Baker Mayfield has that upside. We're talking super flex. He's quarterback 17 here. He's a fine he's a fine quarterback too in a in a super flex league. Uh, but it, with that fourth round pick, I just want a little more, uh, a little more upside. 
Matt, how about you? I went with DeAndre Hopkins, and it's not because I don't like Hopkins this year or even next year or the year after that. It just I feel like he's going to fall. His val his value in Dynasty is going to kind of follow a similar path as as Julio has recently. Uh, wide receiver nine this in, in this uh, ADP that we're looking at now in June 2021. This time last year he was the wide receiver three. Uh, Last year, Julio was the wide receiver nine. This year, Julio is the wide receiver 19. So are we looking at a sixth, fifth, sixth round kind of DeAndre Hopkins at this time next year? I'm not sure. So, uh, you know, again, depending on your roster construction, Hopkins could certainly make sense here for your team. Uh, but taking him over Chase, who went four picks later and is, has, you know, similar abilities. And obviously we haven't seen it on the field in a year and certainly not in the NFL. Um, but that seems like a, a tough choice to make for me to take Hopkins over Chase at that point. Um, so just because of value uh, and what's going to happen to it, no matter what kind of season, if he finishes as the wide receiver one overall, I still think we're going to see a round or two tumble in, in terms of his uh, startup ADP and probably in his trade value as well. Hmm. I, I'm a big Nuke fan, of course, and, and think Hopkins is, is one of the best receivers that we have seen in over since I started watching football, really. I love watching him play football, have him on so many teams, and I agree with you. I considered Hopkins for this. His, his ADP is going to plummet, and it's simply because of age, and that's even with one of those strong seasons, as you, as you kind of alluded to there, Matt. I didn't go with Hopkins, though. I actually went with his former teammate, Deshaun Watson, for the reasons that I kind of <laughs> yeah. talked about before. And, and I like what Ryan said at the end of, of that conversation. It's, it's, I just can't do it in a startup. That's not a big enough discount for me to make the plunge right there. So, Matt, it, I, I tip my hat to you for, for being willing to make that kind of decision. I'm just I'm, I'm so risk-averse when it comes to these things, seeing way too many truly elite players kind of fall to the wayside and and even if they do rebound and get some of that value back it seems like there's always another point where it's easier to get them or or a better time to get them or or even a bigger discount I think that's what's gonna kind of happen when it comes to Deshaun Watson you could be right I mean I think I think the like the the real inflection point is when we find out what the whatever the final sentencing is and how much time he's going to miss. Right. I mean, I don't know if those are going to come at the same time or different times, but like he's going to keep falling in value probably until we know what the decision is. And then at that point, he'll either bounce way back up, like probably right back into the first or second round of startups, or he'll completely go off of the board. So uh, just a, a very volatile player. Yeah. That's the other thing I meant to say earlier. Uh, even if you're, you know, you have plans to buy low, I think, I think we're going to have better uh, opportunities for that than right now. Yeah, and and to go to piggyback onto that for sure, um, we are we are really just getting into or, or just before getting into the big news cycle in the NFL. Right, everything starts picking up big time as we get closer to training camp, and that's when those those smaller reports will trickle in when it comes to Watson, and hopefully we can kind of make a decision based on that information that we get. And and we we can crack really go at the opportune moment if if we're going to try to add Deshaun Watson to our rosters. Um, round five, we we get into a lot of veteran players now, guys. Especially when it comes to these quarterbacks. Uh, if there's a guy for you that you think is the gold mine, Ryan, who is it for you? 
Yeah, you're right. We've got uh, we got four quarterbacks in this round. Ryan Tannehill is 32. Matt Ryan is 36. Kirk Cousins is 32, and also not that good. So I went with uh, <laughs> I went with Zach Wilson, uh, who is 21 years old, uh, and and the fourth of the rookie quarterbacks. We you know obviously a little bit of a discount here, or really a, a significant discount from Lance and and Fields to Wilson. Uh, and I mean, there's still questions about the Jets uh, offense, but it, it's that that new regime. And I wouldn't say I'm trusting the new regime, but I'm also not holding the past against them. Uh, they added Elijah Moore as well, plus brought in Corey Davis and some other weapons. Uh, I, I think I think we're discounting Zach Wilson way too much. He's down here at quarterback 19. Matt, how about you? I went with Miles Sanders way down at running back 19 last year. He was in the second round, I believe, running back nine. Yep. Uh, so he's also fallen 10 spots. And, you know, it, last season was, was up and down. I, I feel like it's it was it's better than we're giving him credit for, though, especially down the stretch when he was losing receptions to Boston Scott. Still had four receptions in two of his last three games. Uh, average over five, five yards a carry. So I think he's still good where he fits in with this particular offense. I'm not necessarily sure, especially in terms of the pass catching with with, with Jalen Hurts there, a quarterback now, and what we know about rushing quarterbacks and their effect on pass-catching backs. Uh, but I just feel like running back 19 is too low. And of this group, uh, you know, I think I think Javante could certainly be taken a, a ahead of him safely uh, just based on his current value and what happens to those rookie running backs if they do hit. Um, but otherwise, you know, every, every running back, uh, for the most part, after him and a few of them before him, I feel like are, I should probably be behind him uh, and that the hype is – or the the negative hype, I guess, has gone a little bit too far on Sanders. So I'm, I think in the fifth round, he makes a, a good pick. I'm not, not that it has anything to do with this pick specifically, not with Miles Sanders, Matt, but I'm super disappointed in you. You, uh, you went with four straight quarterbacks. You had Lamar Jackson, <laughs> Jill Burrow, Trey Lance, then Deshaun Watson. I thought it for sure it was going to be a quarterback, and you went with Miles Sanders. So, I had, I, uh, I had uh, oh, you mean as the gold mine? Yeah, yeah, you're right. As your gold yeah. mines, yeah, you had a string going, and I thought you were going to make it all the way through potentially. <laughs> uh, not quite though. I did go with the quarterback. I took Zach Wilson as well. And again, to piggyback on what Ryan said, you know, I think, I think we may have talked about it on the pod. Maybe it was a private conversation between the three of us, but it seems to me that Wilson is such a, such a discount. And we as dynasty managers forget that he was actually selected above a couple of these quarterbacks that were taking two and three rounds earlier in dynasty startups and, and way earlier, even in super flex rookie drafts. And, and a lot of us talk us talk ourselves into it being oh it's the Jets oh they constantly make the deci- bad decisions or or I watched all that pro day information I saw Zach Wilson and I ranked him way lower than Trey Lance or Justin Fields so clearly he should be way worse way lo- ranked even way lower but evaluator professional evaluators and and at least one the Jets front office. Uh, and probably way more had Zach Wilson ranked higher than some of these guys that were picking in the second and third round in these startups. So I I just don't want to get so cocky and so arrogant <laughs> that, oh, we know more than, than these professional general managers and, and these front offices that are built with multiple great minds that constantly make really good decisions 
and we focus on all the bad decisions that have happened, what are we doing here? Zach Wilson was the second pick. He was selected over these guys. There, I just, I just don't think we should completely disregard the fact that that talent evaluators think Zach Wilson is a better prospect than guys like Trey Lance and even Justin Fields. So I think Zach Wilson is a clear value all the way down here in the fifth round. Now, I think it's a good point, especially considering, you know, this is kind of the treatment we gave Josh Allen to, right? And while I'm still not, you know, the, the most the biggest Josh Allen quarterback two overall fan kind of guy, uh, obviously we, we all missed on the on, on, on the most part on, on him. So Wilson could certainly have that kind of have trajectory, you know? Yeah, and I, I really hope he does because there are a lot of positives when it comes to his game, and Jets fans certainly deserve a quarterback that can lead them uh, into positivity instead of all these negative uh, situations that continue to happen. You know, it feels like they're regurgitating quarterbacks and coaches and even front office guys over and over and over again. The Jets, the NFL's better when the Jets uh, have a chance for sure. Uh, how about some landmines here? Matt, why don't you kick us off with a landmine in round five? Uh, I'll do my landmine real quick. I did want to mention real quick, Ryan Tannehill. I bet his ADP is different in July. I bet that's up a round or two. Uh, I, I don't know 100% Ryan if you have that much data yet on him. I'm guessing not. But after I think this happened probably post-Julio would be my guess. So I, I'm guessing he's probably like a fourth rounder. Uh, my landmine, though, is Matt Ryan. Uh, I just – I'm not sure he's that good anymore. I, I do obviously like Kyle Pitts and Calvin Ridley, so I should like Matt Ryan, right? But uh, getting older, I kind of feel like he's on the the uh, maybe the Philip Rivers career trajectory, right? Like, where like he's just gonna once he's done, he might go to one other team and then he's gonna call a day. I don't think he's gonna be like a, a, end up as like a backup quarterback uh, in the league or anything like that. So uh, I would probably rather have Cousins than him if I was gonna take a quarterback in that range, and certainly Wilson uh, and Tannehill. So. Uh, I guess no great reason, but I just think that the end is near for him and there's so many other good players around him uh, that I would have a tough time pulling the trigger on Matt Ryan right here. Ryan, how about you? Yeah, I went with, uh, I went with Keenan Allen. Um, how dare you? A, a, pl- a player <laughs> I like, uh, I like and expect him to produce, but here he's being drafted here as the wide receiver 12. So, uh, a wide receiver one at 29 years old. And uh, I mean, I think I could find at least at least 10 wide receivers drafted behind him that I would prefer. Uh, so just, I don't know. I had to actually had to double check uh, the, the numbers on that to make sure that's really where he was being drafted. Uh, just going down the line, DJ Moore, um, you know, Allen Robinson, Michael Thomas, McLaurin, we're just almost yep. all of them behind him. I would prefer I, I, can't imagine drafting him in the fifth round of a super flex league. I had the same. Matt, thought. you're gonna hate it. I no. went with Keenan Allen too. <laughs> I, I mean, I hate it, but I understand it. Like I would, I, I would take almost all of those people ahead of him too. So <laughs> I completely understand. But there's no way I'm ever calling him a landmine. Yeah. Okay. I, I get it. He's one of your guys and has been for a long time. And and honestly, he's never let me down on any of my dynasty rosters either. But like Ryan said. his name just doesn't fit with some of the others around him in round five and even round six and beyond. It feels like we should be discounting him more by this, this point in his career. Uh, And we're just not to that point, at least according to our ADP. So I went with Keenan Allen as well in round five. Let's try to get one more round in and then play a little game before we get out of here, guys. Ryan, if there is a gold mine in round six, who is it? 
Yeah, I think uh, you might be disappointed in me as well, Dan. I had I had the streak of quarterbacks going. I'm going to break that here and go okay. go with uh, Travis Etienne. He's the RB21. Um, kind of along the same conversation or, or argument that uh, Matt made for, for Sanders. I would rather have ETN than Jacobs, who's being drafted ahead of him. I want him over Miles Sanders and Javante Williams and certainly want him over some of the other uh, wide receivers being drafted. I think he's more like a, a early fifth or a late fourth rounder. So I like the, the discount you're getting here in the early sixth round on ETN. I also said ETN for for all of those reasons. He should he should be closer to where Najee Harris is being drafted. To be honest with you, uh, so uh, yeah, that that sticks out like a sore thumb. ETN is all the way, or excuse me, uh, Najee Harris is all the way up in the third round, and ETN's down in the sixth round. I don't I don't I don't really get that. So uh, at least a round or two too late on ETN, in my opinion. Yeah, and he's early in the round, but uh, certainly sticks out to me as well uh there really wasn't anybody that was all all that close as far as when it comes to a gold mine so i went with etn as well that makes it a clean sweep let's quickly recap all the gold mines for matt he had lamar jackson joe burrow trey lance deshaun watson miles sanders and travis etn ryan you had lamar jackson joe burrow trey lance Tua Tungavaloa, zach wilson and travis etn and then i went with my six choices as a gold mine uh kyler murray cam Akers, trey lance Tua Tungavaloa, zach wilson and etn how about some landmines matt who's yours in round six I think this might be a repeat, uh, but it's it's Julio again. Uh, has fallen 40 spots since this time last year, and overall uh, ADP in 10 spots in terms of positional ADP. And I mean, maybe maybe he's I don't know. I I I, I do think there's there's an argument to be made that he has fallen. You know, the largest fall he's going to have, he's already had. Uh, so like he could be around this like late sixth round, seventh round again next year with a uh, with a with a healthy and productive 2021, right? But uh, it, it, I, I just think a, another fall is coming. So if I could take T Higgins a p- uh, two picks after him or Brandon Ayuk three picks after him, uh, again that just seems like it's difficult to make that choice, uh, despite you know how productive he might be in 2021. So Julio Jones again is my landmine. It's Julio for me as well. I mean, it's not just Higgins is tw- wide receiver 20, Ayuk wide receiver yeah. 21, Claypool wide receiver 24, but it, it's not just those guys. I mean, Juju is wide receiver 30, yeah. Jerry Judy's 31, uh, DJ Chark is 35. Like Julio Jones is probably 30 picks too high here. Yeah, I tried not to copy any of my picks from last week, but I had to go with Julio as well. So both of our round six picks, ETN as the gold mine and Julio as the uh, landmine, I guess they're all clean sweeps. Let's quickly recap the land, <clears throat> excuse me, the landmines. Matt, with you, you took Dalvin Cook, Derek Henry, Jalen Hurts, DeAndre Hopkins, Matt Ryan, and Julio Jones. Ryan's landmines are Dalvin Cook, Derek Henry, Travis Kelsey, Baker Mayfield, Keenan Allen, and Julio Jones. And then I went with Russell Wilson, Derrick Henry, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Keenan Allen, and Julio Jones. Matt, last week we played a game. You you flashed us back to 2015, I believe it was, June of 2015 ADP. What kind of game do you want to finish things off with this 
This well, one. it's going to be pretty much the same, but we didn't have Superflex oh. data in, in 2015. But uh, so the farthest back we go is is June of, of 2019, uh, at least in terms of like if we were going to okay. match up the months, right? So uh, we're going to we're gonna do that. And we're going to – I'm going to tell you guys – wait, did I tell you guys how many of each position there were last time or did we just play? I can't remember. I don't want to spoil any info. Um, I, I I don't think we did that till real late. Okay. Well, then I won't spoil that. But there are some really interesting things with the positional makeups uh, just two years uh, after 2019. Uh, so let's 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 start. Uh, twelve. There's twelve spots in the first round, and uh, you got to name all twelve of them. Dan. Uh, I gotta take Mahomes. Mahomes <laughs> is correct. Second overall quarterback one. Um. I will say Saquon Barkley. Saquon 101, running back That's a one. good pick. I got to take McCaffrey then. He should have been running back two, I imagine. Running back two, number three overall. Okay. Um, oh, my gosh. I'm already out. Um, <laughs> I, got, I got one more. Pretty confident on I think you'll get them all. Okay. Maybe one or two. Me, yeah. Alvin Kamara. Alvin I think Ka- Kamara. Alvin, correct. Fourth overall running back three. I wasn't, I didn't really want to dip into more running backs. <laughs> I, I don't feel great about them. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure I'll mess up the wide receiver thing, but I think Andrew Luck's probably the quarterback too. Andrew Luck is not the quarterback too. <sighs> Andrew Luck, I believe. No, he wasn't quite gone yet. Right. At this time. No, he, he, he was not gone. No, no, uh, but he is not in the first round. He was that fall. I, I yeah, he was you know, he, later that fall, but nobody had any indication. He has to be pretty high. Yeah, six six weeks later, he was gone. Yeah, he was quarterback three, just outside the first round. Oh, are you kidding? <laughs> you just missed. Well, I mean, that was my guy. I was confident in. <laughs> I, I mean, that's that's what Matt was hinting at the quarter. The quarterback three was outside of the first round in Superflex, so we had so we had two quarterbacks, wow. right? We right, had so, Mahomes and Mahomes and one other. That's it. Two yeah, out of so, twelve. So were, we've doubled every year. We in in the first year we of in June when we had Superflex ADP, we had two. In twenty twenty, we had four, and now this year we have eight. So you can see the evolve evolvement of uh, or the evolution of the quarterback strategy in Superflex leagues. Okay, so right. then I will say OBJ. OBJ is right. Oh, Wide receiver it. one still just two years yeah. ago. Uh, number six overall. That would Crazy. make make Hopkins one of the top 12. As yep. Well. Wide receiver two, seventh overall. So the quarterback two is in the first round. He is. Um, I have a guess, but I'm not willing <laughs> to die on that mountaintop again. I will say it was, man, just two years ago, and we already lose perspective. Uh, I will say it's Deshaun Watson. It is. Tenth overall, okay. quarterback oh. two, Deshaun Watson. I would have been wrong. I was going to say Aaron Rodgers. That's That was the other I was thinking about. Yeah. Okay. Rodgers um, was 15th, quarterback four. I'm going to take his number one receiver then. I'll take Adams. Yep. Eighth overall, wide receiver three. Four players you left. One here, Ryan, because I'm run. I'm running low. I've got. One, I've got one name left. <laughs> okay, Zeke Elliott. That's correct. Fifth <sighs> overall, running back four. You guys are still have number nine, number eleven, and number twelve to go. Um, nine, eleven, and twelve, and oh man, I'm I'm gonna take a shot on a player that I don't really like. 
Maybe he's in there. Is it Mike Evans? It is not Mike Evans. That's strike two. Um, this is an unfair fight. We're I'm, I'm <laughs> battling Mr. ADP himself. No, I mean, I, I, I'm at the end of the line here. Uh, I was going to see if Todd Gurley was still in there. He is not in there. There are two running backs left, however. <clears throat> Two running backs. Okay, that is a clue yep. that could thought help I, me. Thought you, <laughs> I, wasn't I thought you might need about any. Hand, a little bit of a hand. Uh, and we know there's not a quarterback. There, there must be two of each then, right? There's three players left. There's only three players oh, left. Oh, only Nine, three. 11, so 12. one wide receiver. There's not going to be a tight end. So one wide receiver and two running that backs. That is correct. I am drawing some blanks. <laughs> I guess maybe – I don't want to say Le'Veon Bell. I'll say <laughs> – I'm going to go back to wide receiver again, I guess. Michael Thomas. That is incorrect. That's that wrong? That is wrong. <laughs> that is wrong. I'll, I'll I was going to say. I'm going to give you one, guys one more hint. Two of them are okay. nowhere near the first round anymore. One of them is, you know, sort of close. You know, sort of close. Okay. So Fire off some names, McDowell. It could, let's, it, let's... it could be Lev Bell. Michael Thomas was going to be my guess. Um, okay. Okay, this is two years ago. So this is... Who had a really strong oh, season in 2018? Oh. I, I mean, know. really I, strong. Strong season in 18. I mean, I real know. strong. Oh, you know one? I think I know one. Uh, I, I go think ahead. I think the wide receiver is Juju. It is Juju. Wide receiver four oh. overall ninth. Or excuse me, wide receiver four. Never thought overall. of him. So the last two are two running, running backs. backs that were nowhere near. Uh, one of them is pretty close, and one of them is not very close. Uh, the pretty close one is... Did you guess Le'Veon Bell? No, not don't, officially. Don't guess officially. I'm gonna... It's not. <laughs> okay. The one that... Oh, he's... I was going to say Delvin Cook for a second. How oh, about yeah. uh, Joe Mixon? Joe Mixon is correct. Running back 5-11. Oh! Over, oh, one to go. Well, if it's yeah, not Cook's Bell, still, and it's I, not I almost Gurley. said Delvin Cook, but you said he's the guy's close, not in. So I, I would have been wrong. I would have said, "Oh, that's Cook true." If he wouldn't have given us the. If it's not Bell and not Gurley, it's Melvin Gordon. That is correct. It is Melvin yeah. Gordon, twelfth oh. overall running back. Six. I would have never said Gordon. I would have never said Juju, and I don't think I would have ever thought of Odell Beckham. Either. Six running backs, that's four hard. wide receivers, two quarterback or excuse me yeah two quarterbacks versus mm. today uh what, what was it eight quarterbacks and four running backs no wide receivers i think mcdowell needs a new challenger next week so i'll come up with a game <laughs> and matt you can but we're out of because we're I, out of gold mine landmines unless we're going deep matt's matt's no, better no, at ADP we'll, than i am uh, we'll, we'll do something i don't know about else, anymore i haven't been playing game night as much lately i haven't been uh and crunching the numbers. So hey, that's speak. on you, buddy. Hey, you know. So Kamara, I'm sure they'd let you in. <laughs> Kamara, Barkley, and Mahomes. Somebody, right? Kamara, Barkley, and Mahomes are the only three still there, right? Um, now, in Superflex, not, yeah. not Kamara. I'm sorry, um, McCaffrey. Yes, McCaffrey, McCaffrey, Mahomes, and Barkley are the only three that are still first rounders from two years ago. And you said those were the top three two years ago, right? Um, where did I put it? There it is. Uh, yes. Barkley, Mahomes, mm, McCaffrey. Right. Wow. So lots of lots of changes, though. The Juju one, the Odell one, and the Melvin Gordon ones. Are, you know, we need to learn from those lessons, probably. I don't know. They, they're all different lessons. The Juju one, nobody saw coming. But 
perhaps well the, perhaps the OBJ one I, I don't know there's no way I was getting off of that hype of Baker getting a real a real wide receiver and how good the team was going to be the in, in 2019 right or excuse me 20 I guess 20 what yeah 2019 uh, well, that would have been Baker's second season coming off a strong first season. So he adding, had to be the quarterback four after Luck then, yeah. I would imagine. Um, let me go. I can look. Or you said Rodgers was Rogers four. was four. So he must have been five. I think Melvin was yeah. Melvin was the only he real mistake there. Yeah. I, I would agree you know, with that. Yeah, and, that's probably a good And point. when you think about the quarterback position – I mean, half of our current QB1s probably, I'm, I'm just kind of throwing that out, but a big number of them, a big percentage of them, were not even in the league even two years ago, right? Yep. I mean, Lance and Lance Fields, Lawrence are all QB1s according to ADP right now. Um, Kyler Murray, I, I think this is, um, I guess he was, I guess he was in this data, but he, he hadn't played a, a, a down yet, so... Um, if I'm getting my years correct, I might be, I might be off a little bit there, but, um, yeah, we've, we've just seen so much change at the quarterback position. Even if you wanted to go heavy at quarterback two years ago, it was tough to do that. I mean, especially with youth, Yeah, you know, we've, we've had this new influx of talent, which was desperately needed. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. was like, we had this, this, this like top four quarterbacks where we felt pretty strong about with Mahomes and Watson and, and luck at the time before the bomb got dropped. Right. Uh, and then down to Russell Wilson even, but other than that, they were all either old guys or unproven guys with Rogers and Mayfield and, uh, Carson Wentz at quarterback seven, you know, uh, Matt Ryan at quarterback oh, eight. Boy. So it was just kind of, uh, it was kind of a flux time where we were not that excited about the quarterback. So, I mean, it would be interesting to, to be able to go back then and, and, to see if the reason if that was really the key reason why we didn't have so many quarterbacks in the first round of uh, super flex drafts or if our strategy just evolved because we because it's because it kind of got finally caught on with like the the general population that the quarterbacks is, is the position of most value in that league probably a combination of the two i guess yeah yeah lamar josh allen both uh were not established at that point so yeah lots of lots of change much needed change at that position yeah, now we're looking at uh, you know a top fifteen, even a top twenty that are f- that is full of a lot of youth. Yep. That goes all the way down to guys like Zach Wilson and Baker Mayfield, who's still young. Tua, who we talked about in this episode, and even deeper with Mac Jones, who there are plenty of supporters out there that feel like he's going to make an impact for dynasty managers. So we, we needed the the talent, and it seems like we have gotten it. Um, speaking of talent, Ryan, Matt, with the the episode is over. <laughs> so we've uh, we've covered everything we could right here. We're going to take things in a different direction a week from now. That'll be a lot of fun. Looking forward to that. Everybody get your SFB picks in. Don't time out. Uh, enjoy the drafts because it's so much fun. Uh, but for, for Ryan and Matt, I'm Dan. Thanks for listening to this episode of the DLF Dynasty Podcast. We'll catch you again next week. and said there's tornado warnings so would one of you i'm gonna drop this in here and would one of you mind writing a recap quickly for this thank you very much